Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast, episode number two. I'm so glad you're here with me. I'm Jennifer and we are back. I've had uh, two dates since the last episode, so I'm going to tell you more about that. Guys, um, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm having so much fun making this podcast. Uh, you know, before I started, I was thinking that I probably needed to do some introspection, maybe a little therapy, and then I was like, nah, I just need to make a podcast and share all my issues with the world, you know, really air out that dirty laundry. So here I am. And, you know, I just wanted to, to say off the bat, and I, I don't think I mentioned this in the first episode, so I want to say it now. Um, this is kind of the story of my life, you know, uh, starting with uh, what's going on today. And then, of course, you know, sort of referencing things in my past. And uh, I'm going to be talking about people other than myself. Um, although I want to say that I'm going to do my best to uh, protect their identity because, um, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to out them. You know, this, this podcast is not about that. It's not a revenge thing. It's just kind of more my history. It's my story. Um, so I just want to say that, you know, although I may be mentioning people, I'm going to be using pseudonyms or nicknames or something like that. Um, like for example, as I said, I have three sisters, um, three older sisters and I will be referencing them as sister number one being the oldest, sister number two, the second oldest, and sister number three, uh, the one who's just a year older than I am. So, um, you know, as I said, I'm back on the dating scene at 49 and a half and I'm realizing that, uh, so much of what I'm looking for or seeking in in a mate um, or trying to avoid, whatever the case may be, is based on my past dating choices. So, you know, um, I just want to kind of go through men that I've dated um, before I was married, the man I was married to, uh, the guys I dated in between my marriage and my last relationship, and then of course my my last relationship, and kind of bring you up to present day with the the guys and the um, dates that I'm going on now in my current search for my next partner, and I'll be doing that you know throughout the coming episodes. So yeah, so I you know just to I just wanted to give you a little more more background, kind of catch you up to speed uh, in case you. This is your first episode. You didn't go back and listen to episode one. Now you're sort of all caught up. So uh, that being said, I as I went on two dates um, last week. I went on uh, one on Thursday evening, and then I went to lunch on Saturday. So um, again, you know, I'm calling them dates, but in in my mind, they are not dates. They're more interviews. You know, it's it's a way for us to sit down face to face. There's definitely, you know, you can certainly get to know somebody through texts and phone calls, but until you are face to face with them and, you know, can sort of catch a vibe or read their body language or however you want to say it, like you're really not going to get a full assessment. So, you know, it's a little meet and greet uh, there to see if you have a connection, you know. Um, So, you know, now I'll tell you how they went. Okay, so we'll we'll start with uh, 
with date number one, which was Thursday night, we went for dinner and he picked the place and it was fine. It's like a local pizza place, whatever. I mean, I, I love pizza, so that was fine with me. Uh, this guy we will refer, refer to as the gambler. So, uh, yeah, again, you know, met on the dating app, had a few conversations. Uh, my impressions through the conversation um, were that, you know, he was smart. He's a professional. Um, he was cute. You know, he's tall. Those are both pluses. So I got to the restaurant a little bit early and I uh, sat in the parking lot and sort of just, you know, I sent him a message quickly to say that I was there and, uh, you know, sort of just cooled my heels a bit in, in the parking lot. And uh, um, I wasn't nervous. I, I, I don't get nervous anymore on these things. I don't know if it's, you know, low expectations or um, I, I think, I think what it is, is I'm uh, maybe a little bit more older, a little bit more settled, a little bit more unwilling to settle. So I, I don't put a whole lot of pressure on myself. You know, it's not as if the fate of the world is resting on uh, whether this date goes well. So, you know, I, I just, um, I go in, I take everybody in my life's advice of, you know, to be myself and um, just kind of see what happens, leave it up to fate. You know, as I said in my first podcast, you know, I say the prayer before I go on the date, um, to which uh, sister number two said, I need to be very specific when I pray for God to get me home safely, you know, uh, as in to my actual apartment in Florida and not to the uh, eternal castle that he has built for me in the sky. So, you know. There, I don't want there to be any miscommunication between myself and God when I'm talking about home. So I was, I was very specific. I, I gave my address. I said, Lord, you need to return me to this address safely by the end of the evening. And of course he did, because I'm here. Um, so then, you know, car pulled into the lot uh, and I knew, although I couldn't see the driver, I knew immediately that it was him. How did I know? He drives the exact same car as me. Make, model, year, color. Exact same car as me. Um, I didn't know. Maybe that's a good sign. Maybe not. Uh, I, well, <laughs> exact same car as me. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we went into the restaurants, of course, wearing our masks because it's COVID. Um, we talked a lot you know it, it conversation was easy um although we didn't really talk about anything in depth I, I it was a lot of surface topics like covid and like i think we even talked about the weather for an, what seemed like an unnaturally long amount of time i mean at least to me um you know, so then, you know, we, of course, we ordered our food. Um, he insisted we order an appetizer, which, okay, fine. I don't usually order appetizers. I'm not against them. But it's usually, if I'm going to order an appetizer, that's actually my meal. I'm not ordering an appetizer and a meal because I feel like I've wasted my meal. 
I, it, you know, appetizer, it's the same reason you don't eat all the bread at the table. You, you don't want to fill up on bread. You want to fill up on your meal. That's the reason why you're at the restaurant. So that aside, we ordered an appetizer. I um, ordered a Diet Coke. He followed my lead. He did not order alcohol, which I was happy about, uh, especially after the first date that I told you about last week where I felt like he drank a little too much. So, you know, uh, again, had dinner, easy conversations, uh, kind of a lot of small talk, chit chat, you know, but it wasn't uncomfortable. And then, you know, as dinner was wrapping up, they they uh, bring the bill over and I had gone in to the date, as I always do, fully intending to go Dutch. Uh, go Dutch. Is that something anyone still says? I, I don't even know. Is that an outdated dating term? It could be. It's like I said, it's been a while since I've been dating. But anyway, if you don't know what it means to go Dutch, it just means split the bill. So I guess I could have just said that. <laughs> so I fully intended to split the bill. Um, he wouldn't let me. He said it was on him. Um, he said, absolutely not. No, he's got it. And then he said he had intended to buy dinner because he did really well in his online poker tournament last night. Hence the uh, nickname, The Gambler. He apparently plays several online tournaments a month. Um, I don't know, guys. Is that a red flag? I don't know. I, uh, I mean... He didn't seem to be hurting for money, uh, so I, I don't know when when does uh, playing a tournament several times a month turn into uh, I need to go to a GA meeting. I don't know. Anyway, um, he pulled out his money and all cash, uh, a large amount of cash, and made a I don't know. Seems to me kind of a kind of a show of peeling off the bills you know he had to flip through several hundred to get down to the 20s um i am not sure why he would have that much cash on him i don't think it's necessary you know that we live in a an electronic world where uh money almost doesn't exist anymore it's just sort of a transaction on a piece of plastic um so I, it just seemed very odd to me that he would that have that much money. Um, guys, he had to have close to $1,000 on him, if not more. Uh, it, it seemed a little ridiculous. I, I don't know. I mean, what are you doing after this? You know, I mean, there's no way you thought you needed that much money to go out to a local pizza parlor. So I don't know. Uh, it, to me, it seemed odd. I, I'm going to go ahead and call that red flag number one. But um you know, and I know that you and I are, are a lot, you know, new listeners. Of course, I have a lot of family and friends listening. They all know me very well. Um, but for those listening who don't know me, who are just getting to know me, first, hi, thank you, welcome. Um, but what you will find about me is money just does not impress me. I or shows of money, you know, fancy cars, watches, wads of cash. It just doesn't mean anything to me. I, I didn't grow up rich. I certainly didn't get rich as an adult. Um, so it doesn't mean anything to me. Things like uh, how you are as a person, how you treat the server, your morals, your you know um, sense of right and wrong are, are so much more important to me 
you know, I mean, as long as I could pay my bills with a little left over, I have always considered myself doing well. You know, I'm comfortable. Um, and that's the most important thing. Comfortable and happy, you know. Fancy car? Nah, doesn't do it for me. Almost anyone can get a lease. Fancy clothes? I mean, there's you can rent those these days. You can even have them sent to your house. You don't like them, you return them. Uh, you know, a wad of cash? Maybe you emptied your bank account for the night just so you could whip it out. I don't know. But I, I, I just didn't. It was a turnoff. Yeah, I, I wasn't impressed. So, oh, before I went on the date, uh, I was talking to Johnny Japan. Um, in case you didn't listen to the first episode, Johnny Japan is my imaginary boyfriend slash real life friend. Um, and he lent me his litmus test to use, which is to ask the, the person that I'm on the date with um, how they feel about dogs. Because his theory is that you can judge a, a lot about a person on whether or not they love animals. To which I replied, well, there's a lot of ways to love animals. You know, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer loved people. I mean, you know, I, you know, well, sorry, guys, but well, that got dark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I asked my date and his answer was mm, troubling. Um, you know, I said to him, so, uh, tell me, random question, how, how do you feel about dogs? You know, which, I have a dog, so I want to know that the person I'm with is at least going to love mine, or be open to, open to loving mine, you know, she's everything to me, if you don't accept her, then I'm sorry, you can't be a part of my life, so, that, you know, China Japan's litmus test aside, I, that is something I should know up front. So I said to him, how do you feel about dogs? And he said, of course I love dogs. Who doesn't love dogs? And I was like, okay, well, dude, I don't want your canned answer, you know? I, and we're going to have to dig a little deeper on this. So then I said to him, oh, well, that's good. What, you know, when's the last time you owned a dog? Have you, have you owned a dog as an adult? And he told me a story about having a dog last year. For one month and I was like had last year one month what happened so the story goes that he got a dog there's a apparently a program here which I think is absolutely adorable it's for um, dogs who quote-unquote fail their canine training so basically like they're not um, aggressive enough or they're too playful or you know they don't have um, a long attention span you know it, it's just adorable so when when they don't make it uh, to be a canine um, with the police then they go into this other program that fosters them um, until they're adopted into their forever homes so he had heard about this program and uh, they ended up getting a lab mix that was about seven months old and um, the reason why they returned it, he said, was because the lab, the, the lab only behaved for his trainer and that the dog was, quote, too playful. I, what? I, I mean, like, what? This is a seven-month-old puppy. A, a lab at that. I, 
Of course he was playful. I mean, uh, let's just toss aside the fact that he had been in a very strict training for a long time. He's now settled into a home with a family. I'm sure he's like over the moon, you know, filled with joy for freedom and relaxation and sun and a grassy backyard that he can roll around in all day long. Maybe he just needed a little training. Maybe he just needed a, a more parameters. I, I, you know, I, I, guys, I was stunned. I, you know, and, and I, I, maybe my love for dogs is more than my love for humans. I mean, not maybe, but for sure, in most cases. Um, but I, I, this was unacceptable to me. I mean, just completely unacceptable. You, you don't just return a dog after a month because it's too playful of all things. Oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't, guys. I just couldn't. You know, and then I asked him what the dog's name was, and he couldn't remember. Uh, yeah, I'm out. I, you couldn't remember? Come on. Guys, it made me so sad. I mean, he said a bunch of, like, other stuff. I don't know about, like, something about the return process. I don't know. I wasn't listening because all I could think about was how confused that sweet, angel baby must have been when he was returned you know like just like why I was happy why why are you sending me back yeah, poor baby so yeah I, I mean if that didn't do it or if you know there was no spark with this guy or even if there had been a spark that would have killed it I I can't you you have to have some compassion for um, something other than yourself you know and uh, yeah, and I have to tell you guys, at the risk of sounding very petty, <laughs> guys, <laughs> I, I could not get past the fact that he drove the same car as me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sorry. And I, I know, I don't. <laughs> My car is a chick car. I'm sorry, it is. I, I, You know, maybe that's a derogatory term. I don't care. It's what I call it. It's my car. I love her. She's cute. She's adorable. She is a chick car. That's, that's the bottom line. No man near 50 should be driving the same car that I drive. Okay? I mean, I'm even pushing it at my age, but at least as a female, I get somewhat of a pass to drive this car. And I know that's picky. And I know it's petty. I can't get past it, guys. I can't. If everything else had gone well on the date, and thankfully it didn't, I still would not have been able to get past it. Right? I'm sorry. I don't know. Is that self-sabotage? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> guys, really? I mean, really, has anybody else experienced something like this? Where you're just like, certain things belong to men, certain things belong to women. Maybe it's my age. Maybe it's my generation. I don't know. I mean, I, I am definitely like, a, you know, uh, an equality person. But still, you know, there, there are certain things you hear, see that, that have like a male-female um, dominant feel, you know. I won't name any examples because mine, I'm sure, won't be the same as yours. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, my car is a female car, period. End of story. So that was date number one on Thursday. Um, 
I have not reached out to him. He has not reached out to me. So, you know, that's okay. We didn't like each other. No problem. Um, then we had date number two. Uh, date number two actually happened kind of quickly, like more, m probably the quickest one yet. Um, we talked for a bit Thursday morning, a little bit more um, Friday evening. And when I say talk, I mean text. Um, we had uh, conversations over the app. Um, talked a little bit more Friday evening, got a little bit more in depth. Um, he's engaging. He's, he's got a, a great personality or, you know, came across as having a great personality in text. And um, at kind of like the end of the conversation, um, basically what he said was, we can keep texting or we can um, graduate to phone calls or if you'd like, I can take you to lunch tomorrow. And so I said, sure. You know, I didn't have any plans. Yeah, let's, I mean, there's no point in kind of delaying stuff, you know, you're gonna like them, you're not gonna like them. Probably better to find out sooner rather than later. So I said, sure, we um, decided on a time and a place. And, uh, you know, that was it. So then Saturday came and um, I was running behind because I, uh, made two phone calls Saturday morning, um, one to my nephew was his birthday. And, um, you know, I just didn't, I was not going to rush through that. And I wanted to just make sure he was having a good day and a good birthday and let him know that I was missing him. And um, our conversation sort of went down a Frasier and 90s TV rabbit hole. So <laughs> before I knew it, we had been on the phone for I think an hour and a half, um, which that was a long overdue conversation and if you're listening maybe i'm sorry we should do that more often i had a lot of fun um and then after that i was on a call with my best friend uh from back home and i don't get to talk to her very often so um again i i was on that call uh too long but i'm not apologizing for that i miss her and when i have time to talk to her and she has time to talk to me i make the time so Anyway, all that is to say that um, I was running late for the date. Not not a lot late, but I knew that I wasn't going to be there, you know, exactly at noon, uh, as was the plan. So I sent him a message and I just said, you know, I'm on my way. I'm so sorry. I'm running a few minutes behind. And I hate being late. I mean, I really do. I, I just think it's so rude. Um, I'm always early you know, or like right on time. You know, my dad used to say, if you're not there 10 minutes early, you're late. I, you know, and, and I really think that's true. I mean, that's kind of how I, I live my life. But um, to me, it just sends a message when you are a person who is always late, that your time is more important than theirs, you know, so it's, it's rude. So I sent the message, you know, and I said, um, I'm, I'm on my way, but I'm, I'm going to be a few minutes late. I'm so sorry. I, I should be there about um, in about 10 minutes, which would have got me there like at 12.05. And he immediately messaged back um, saying that that was unacceptable and he was leaving. And I, I was like, oh, I mean, I'm really sorry, but okay. I thought he was serious. Yes, he wasn't. He was kidding. Um, and then he, you know, immediately followed it with uh, no, no worries, drive safe. And he was going to go in and put our name down for a table because it was a little bit of a wait. So 
I got there, you know, I found him outside the restaurant really easily, like spotted him right away, um, which is always like a worry of mine because like up to this point, you're only seeing like their, their, you know, quote, like best of pictures on their dating app, you know. I don't know how much that actually, I don't know how old those pictures are. I don't know how, you know, until you're face to face with them, like you don't really know. Do they really look like their pics or, you know, is that even them? I, you know, but he did. He looked like his pic. So I, I was able, even with his mask on, I was able to, to spot him right away. Um, so talked outside the restaurant for a little while while we were waiting for the table. And the first thing I noticed is that how comfortable the conversation was going like no I wasn't nervous again like I said I don't get nervous for these but um, still sometimes I can do like the I'm too chatty kind of thing in the beginning you know and I could hear it and it annoys me and then I I sort of get inside my head because I wonder if it's annoying them too and I just kind of want to say shut up shut up shut up like just stop talking just for a minute or maybe even just slow down talking a little bit uh, I feel like I'm sort of racing. Um, and that wasn't happening. Like I, I was, he was talking, I was talking. I wasn't um, acting like I was, you know, all hopped up on caffeine. So um, eventually we uh, got our table and um, we went to a popular chain restaurants, one of my favorites. Um, I won't say the name of it, but you all know what it is because there's like a 60 page menu and their main attraction is dessert and that is also the name of the restaurant so there you go i love it there i, I i'm not saying anything bad about it um so sit down um and the first thing he says is he wanted to recommend a drink to me and it was called uh, raspberry lemon drop which sounded amazing to me I, you know it's like sure absolutely so uh, guys it was a great recommendation. It was so good. It was so delicious. I mean, it just tastes like like raspberry lemonade. If there is alcohol in there, you would not know it. And that's what kind of makes it dangerous. Um, also, what makes it dangerous is they're served in um, like those old fashioned champagne glasses, which if you're young, you won't know what I'm talking about because you've probably only seen champagne like on those tall, skinny, like flutes. But um, back, back when I was a kid, champagne was served in like, um, it almost looks like a very shallow bowl. And then it's got kind of like a short little stem on it. So it's like this wide, shallow bowl, you know, this little short stem. And it's filled to the brim because this place doesn't skip. So it's filled to the brim. So I don't know if like the bartender was just kind of sloppy in the pour or the waiter the adorable little waiter that look he was about 14 years old um was maybe a little unsteady and carrying it to the table but my when i got my glass in front of me it was just it was coated in the drink and the rim is sugar um rimmed so it was so sticky so every time i touched it it, my hands were sticky. I mean, like noticeably sticky, not like a little bit, you know, but like gross sticky. And I have a huge pet peeve and that's dirty hands, you know, whether they're sticky or whatever, like I cannot stand anything on my hands. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a germaphobe. I don't like to touch things like I, I, I was designed for COVID. 
basically. I, this has not been a huge adjustment for me. Staying home, I'm good. Don't touch anything, great. I don't touch my eyes anyway because I wear contact lenses and mascara. So I never put my fingers in my eyes anyway. So, you know, the most I do is t I touch my hair a lot, but that's a tangent again. Sorry. Um, so my hands were so sticky and I couldn't, to the point where I couldn't apologize. I couldn't concentrate on what he was saying. So I, I, I finally just said to him, like, I'm so sorry. I get my hands. are so like, this glass is so sticky. My hands are so sticky. So guys, <laughs> I pulled my glass of water over and I sort of like took the straw and stuck my finger, you know, to kind of plug the end of it to drop a little bit of water and straw. And I, <laughs> I, I dripped water on my hands and washed my hands at the table like a raccoon. <laughs> and I did it more than once. <laughs> I couldn't stop because every time I touched a glass, my hands were sticky. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how this guy didn't just get up and leave. And then I said to him, like, I'm so sorry. I would go to the bathroom and wash my hands, but I, 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 then I won't be able to touch the glass again. And I'm trying to kind of catch the eye of the server to ask for a different glass, you know, just anything, even one of your plastic ones, just anything so I pour it into. Couldn't do that. So finally, his, my, my date, his suggestion was to um, uh, just down it, just finish the drink. I was halfway done with it anyway. It wasn't, you know, that, um, that much left so I was like okay so the one two three gone down the drink it was delicious it was you know like I said I would definitely order that again so by the time the food came like conversation was very comfortable he is very funny I mean he is so funny that I was kind of getting a little bit like self-conscious and embarrassed by how much and how hard I was laughing I mean, the guy's got stories. He, um, oh, I didn't tell you his nickname. He, he's the vet. So um, he, you know, w was uh, in the service for many years. And uh, uh, yeah, I won't give you too many personal details about him, but very nice man. Very nice. I mean, up to this point in, in our, our little meet and greet, I was thinking this is going really well. Like, I'm starting to think, I could see a date number two, which um, in the three dates, the three first dates that I've had in the last a little over a week, this was the first one that I was thinking like, hmm, I wonder what date number two will be like. So, you know, that's a good sign, right? Um, he's cute. You know, he's smart. He's, like I said, super funny. All, all the things that you want in a, in a potential mate, right? You know, he seemed kind. He told me some personal stories about him and his family. And, um, you know, the way that he talked about them is it was just in a very sweet way. Um, he talked a lot about it. Uh, well, not not a gross amount, but he talked a lot about his mom um, and, you know, boys and their moms. It, it's a very uh, it's a dynamic that you should get to know when you're first meeting somebody, you know. Um, you want them to be respectful of their mom. You want them to talk about their mom, you know, in, in loving ways. But you don't want it to be too much. You know, you know, you don't want a mama's boy. 
But you want somebody who respects his mom because a, a boy who respects his mom is going to respect his mate. So, I mean, at least I've always found that to be true. Um, if the boy has a problem with his mom, then he might have some issues with women in general. Or he, you might do something inadvertently that triggers something in him, you know, uh, in regard to his relationship with his mom. And he's going to take that out on you. So get to know the relationship between a boy and his mom before you get in too deep. That that would be, that would definitely be a piece of advice I would give anybody starting to date out there. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we had, we had our lunch, we were talking, things are going well, um, thinking about date number two, and the check is brought over. So of course I, you know, reach for my wallet. As I said, I always fully intend to pay my half. And again, like he's like, no, absolutely not. Put your wallet away. I, I'm paying for this. This is on me. I'm the one who asked you out. And I'm like, dude, like, no, I, I'm fine with paying. I fully intend to pay. And I wasn't just like, you know, fake reaching for my wallet. Like, oh, I'll, I'll just, you know, as you sort of kind of barely move your arm towards your purse. No, I, I actually pulled my wallet and my card out, you know. So, you know, he said, he said no. And, um, like handed the, the waiter his card. And, um, you know, of course I said thank you. And, uh, we started to talk and the waiter came back a few minutes later and said, uh, his card had only gone through for part of the bill. And, you know, he needed something else for the remainder of the bill. Well, I mean, I, I still had my wallet and actually my card in my hand. And so I just, you know, just really quickly just reached out to the server and handed him my card. And I said, you know, here you go. Just put the balance on here. I didn't know what the balance was. He didn't say. It didn't matter. Like I said, I had intended to, to pay for my share of the lunch. So, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, um, for me, it was not a big deal, but... I could tell that it was a big deal for him. And I mean, I he was embarrassed, but even more than that, he seemed angry. And I kind of muttered something under his breath about needing to call his bank, but he seemed angry that I paid for it or that I quickly, because he was kind of, reaching for his wallet again, you know, I don't know to provide some other form of payment, but um, I I just, ha I had my card in my hand, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't mean to like embarrass him further or, you know, what I, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, no big deal. I, for me, it was kind of like, oh yeah, that's okay. Like here, but now that I'm thinking about it, talking to you guys about it, I'm wondering if what I did was maybe a little emasculating. I don't know. I mean, I, I would have felt worse just kind of sitting there waiting for him to provide, you know, some other form of payment. I don't I don't even know if he had some other form of payment. Um, I would have I to me, I would have felt like that would have made him feel worse. Um, I kind of was just kind of thinking I was making it less of a big deal, but maybe I made it more of a big deal. 
now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, so because of that, it just didn't end on a great note, you know, and I mean, guys, I've been there. There have been so many times where I'm standing in line at the grocery store and I'm trying to do fast math with my items in the cart and, you know, trying to remember how much I had in the account and swiping the card and saying a prayer that it goes through, you know, I've been there. But I don't like why if that was the situation and, and I'm not I'm not saying you know anything negative about that if that's the situation hey it's it's COVID times times are tough for a lot of people you know um, as, as far as I know he is still working but that doesn't mean anything um, he has a uh, um, shared custody of a child and you know maybe there's he's contributing more in that I don't know you know um, I didn't ask it's not my business but if that was the situation and, and times are tough and money's tight, we didn't have to go on the date. You know, you certainly didn't have to refuse my me paying my share. You know, I, I, I don't know, guys. Um, just was like kind of, I don't know, ruined the vibe for sure. And then after that, he kind of shut down and we just sort of wrapped things up and, you know, it was a little bit of a letdown because before that, like, you know, we had talked about walking around. We were in a plaza and we were going to walk around the plaza a little bit because um, I um, I hadn't been there in a long time and he had never been there. And it's actually like a huge plaza with a lot of different shops and stuff. And, and we were going to walk around. But um, after what happened with the card, it was like he just wanted to leave. So I, I just, you know, so that was it. And I walked to my car. You know, and I feel bad because I, I know he was embarrassed, but, you know, like, it was just, I don't know. I feel like if he had just, if we could have just moved past it, you know. And, um, yeah, I, I don't see a, a second date happening with him because I don't know that he's going to really reach out to me. I mean, he hasn't yet. That was... uh that was a day and a half ago and he hasn't he hasn't reached out to me and I know what you're saying I could reach out to him but um to be honest guys you know because of the situation I really kind of feel like it's on him to reach out to me I think that he he um I think he handled the situation poorly I'm just gonna say it you know I think I think there were other better ways there were um uh, more tactful ways uh for him to handle that you know so search continues guys you know it's gonna go on I, I do not have uh, another date lined up for this week that I'm aware of not yet anyway um, so three days three dates in one week zero sparks I mean you know what is it that you say gotta kiss a few frogs I guess I'm out here kissing frogs um, but I, you know, I'm just starting this dating journey again. So I'm optimistic, you know, still, I know he's out there. Like I said, I'll find him eventually. It's in God's time, not mine. And, uh, you know, I will continue on the dating app and see where it leads me. And who knows, maybe next time we'll be talking about uh, first date number four. <laughs> yeah.
So you guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you were here with me. As always, you know, this is so much fun for me. Um, Oh, hey, I wanted to let you know that the Facebook group for my so-called midlife podcast is set up. Um, It's a private group. So you do have to request to join. But um, the benefit of a private group is if you want to post about like your most recent dating disaster or, you know, some other embarrassing or awful thing that that is currently or, you know, something that happened to you in the past, uh, it won't be seen by all your friends and family who follow you on your regular feed and only be seen by other group members and and, you know, there's nothing but love in that group. You know, we'll be supportive. We may laugh at you a little bit, but that's, you know, that's kind of what we're there for. Um, and you could also, uh, I meant, forgot to mention to you on the last episode that um, you could follow me on Instagram. Um, it is JennyJoy316. That's Jenny with an I, Joy, J-O-Y, 316. Um, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. If you have any criticisms, topic suggestions, um, dating advice, I mean, come on, I'm open for that. You can either direct me on Instagram, um, leave a message in, on the Facebook page, or you can email me at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. And guys, um, let you know if your friends, if you like, <laughs> let's start that over. If you like this podcast, let your friends know. Post it on your Insta stories. Tag me when you do so I can see that you're watching and loving it. And um, just, you know, share it as much as possible because we want to grow this community, guys. I, I want I want everybody to be in on this. I want to share the joy. I want to share the laughter. You know, I'm here for you guys to make fun of. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for myself to make fun of. You know, you got to laugh through this. Keep it light. Keep it interesting. You know, I don't want to be spending my days alone and crying. I want to be spending my days alone and laughing. Okay. So, yeah, so uh, podcast is available on Stitcher, Spotify, and most recently, it has been added to Radio Public. It's not on iTunes yet, but we'll get there. Um, oh, and of course, you can also always download the Anchor app at anchor.fm and listen there. All right, guys. Thank you. Love you. Bye.